Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Walking Directions podcast. I actually cannot believe that I am filming this and I'm so excited. This is something that I have been talking about doing for a very, very long time, but I didn't exactly know what I wanted it to look like and I wanted to make sure that I was in a good headspace really putting out something that was going to be meaningful to who I am as a person and help other people because I don't always feel like social media has that power, but there is something so special about podcasts where it is an opportunity, in my opinion, to really change someone's outlook on life and kind of help them through their day because I know that podcasts do that for me. I have so many comfort podcasters that if I'm having a rough day, I just put my headphones on and put my tennis shoes on and go for a nice sunny walk around the neighborhood and my day has changed. More than anything else in my life, if there's one thing that I know can instantly in a 45 minute time frame change my attitude and my perception, it is a good podcast episode. And I really hope that with as much practice as I can have, that this podcast can become that for someone, even if it's just one person. That would be actually so fun. And I kind of feel like this is a FaceTime call with my best friends. Unfortunately, I can't hear your guys' opinions, but I'm hoping that we can still conversate or converse. I learned that word this week. I made a TikTok and I learned conversate was not a word. Very embarrassing. Uh, Ball State University did not teach me that. So I'm hoping one day we can converse, whether that be a group FaceTime or even just some Instagram DMs. There is an Instagram for this podcast going up. You can obviously DM me on there and I would love to chit chat. The podcast name is the Instagram bio or Instagram caption, whatever that's called, Instagram username. (laughs) It's just walking directions, straight to the point. Speaking of walking directions, I think the hardest part about me actually creating this podcast was thinking of a freaking name to use. It felt like I was naming my first child. This was so complicated for me because I want it to be something that is meaningful. I want it to be something that's not cringy that I'm not going to look back on three years and be like, what the heck were you thinking, girlfriend? When I made a YouTube channel when I was 12 or 13, I think I must have been 12. I was in sixth grade, I believe, sixth or seventh grade. Anywho, I, the username was Sparkling Beauty 12. So you can imagine how I am not thrilled with that now at the age of 24. And I want to make sure that this podcast name was not going to have the same vibe to it. So Walking Direction kind of just came to me. It was so random. I was sitting on my couch back in Michigan and I just had this feeling that I wanted to go for a walk, was going to put on my Google Maps And I realized to put in a certain location to get going, you have to hit walking directions. Like you hit the little walking icon. And it kind of just came to me then how there are so many moments in life that I wish someone could just tell me which direction to take just like Google Maps does. And I'm kind of hoping that this podcast, I'm not going to tell you what direction to take, but I hope it helps you find answers within yourself of where to go next if you feel like you're stuck or just feel like you need a little bit of advice or feel like you need someone to run ideas off of. That's what podcasts are to me and I'm hoping that this is what that podcast can become. And I thought Walking Directions was perfect. Also, it kind of is a playoff of my hot girl walk, which if you know me or if you know my TikTok, you know hot girl walks have 
kind of saved my life. They are a huge part of who I am and I, I love them. They're really part of my identity and I think a lot of people feel that way tiktoks explaining how much i love these hawker walks and more people would be dming me saying you know i tried to go for a little three mile walk and oh my gosh i feel so much less anxious after or i noticed such a difference in my body without having to kill it with hit workouts like doing a form of exercise that i truly love with my best friends and so this podcast is in a way also i'm hoping that you listen to it while you're doing your hawker walks because i think that that is some of the best forms of medicine just putting in a good podcast, going for a good walk, moving your body. If we take away something today, I hope that it is your body deserves movement and it doesn't need to be a movement that you hate. It just needs to be a movement that honors your body and you need to have the discipline to know that you deserve a healthy body. And if you are blessed enough to have a body that is able to move, whatever that may look like, even if it is something as simple as an arm curl or doing a few sit-ups, or going for a few mile walk or maybe today you're having a really really tough day and your more movement should be making the bed and folding a few of your clothes and that is amazing if that's for movement that you're getting in today but you deserve that and so i hope if you haven't already do something small and if you're not really doing anything right now and you're just listening to this hanging out with me pop on these running shoes you can keep this podcast going we can go for a little walk together and maybe work through some things so like I said, I make TikToks. I'm assuming that is probably most of you listening have watched my TikTok and I freaking love TikTok, but it is very hard to share a lot about yourself and your opinions and people can get a very skewed view of who you are and what you stand for off of a 15 second video and it's kind of weird to talk this much, but it's really fun too and I'm really excited to share more ideas and for you guys to get to know me better and who I truly am because I think that that will come across a lot better in a longer form of content. So I started making TikToks seriously probably in 2021. Yeah, April of 2021, I started making TikToks. It's so funny because I was in college at the time and I lived with five roommates and I would always talk to my roommates about how I wanted to make a YouTube or I wanted to post on TikTok, but I was too shy, like kind of embarrassed by the idea of doing content creation. I will talk about confidence in this episode, but I was not confident. I was struggling a lot and the concept of doing something that might get me judged felt terrifying. So I made this private account that the the account was public, but I didn't tell any of my friends that I was making it. And I just made this account and started posting. I just fell in love with the opportunity to be creative and make new projects and share ideas. The account kind of took off. I started getting a fair amount of views, was able to start making some money from it. And it was just a fun way to document. And I really value and love looking back at my old videos from when I very first started because I was just such a different person. I was so much more shy and timid. I was much less confident and was really trying to find myself amongst everything else that you're trying to figure out in college. I look back now at 24, so two years later, about, and I'm really proud of the person that I've become. So yeah, I went to college and I'm so grateful that I was able to get an education at such a great university. I'm a third generation Cardinal. It's kind of the school that all my family goes to. 
I did not have the best college experience. I did double major. I double majored in pre-med and which is like a biology track at my school and nursing with a minor in leadership and I was working three jobs. I had roommates all through college. Most of my houses had four girls. My last year I had five of us, six of us. There was a lot of us in that house and kind of a dog. <laughs> Brooke, if you're watching this, I miss having your dogs around. Um, and Oh, I guess I had, oh my gosh, I forgot. I had Murphy, one of my sophomore year and junior year roommates had a dog. Okay, hang on really quick. Coffee break if you have a coffee. I'm filming this in Paris and I found an iced coffee at Starbucks and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Well, it's technically an iced Americano because they don't have cold brew or nitro brew here, or at least the lady said that they didn't. I'm not quite sure because it was on the menu, but there might also be some language barrier there. I might not have even asked for it, right? Anyway, iced Americano with a little bit of cream and vanilla. Ooh, it's delicious. So yeah, college was not the best four years of my life. I kept my head down. I was really just grinding, doing my own thing, really struggled with female friendships. I was really going through it, honestly like personally like I was really struggling with my mental health in college I'm a perfectionist I've realized and when you are working at that level it's really hard to do everything perfectly and put a lot of pressure on myself and it definitely affected my friendships because it's very hard to be a friend um it's really hard to have a friend when you're not a good friend and I definitely was not a good friend in college and so it was really hard for me to make friendships and I noticed that when I'm going through it mentally I tend to isolate myself and obviously it's hard to make friends if you're just going to be hanging out in your room alone. So that was my college experience and I would love to dive more because I think when you're in college and it's not the best four years, four years of your life, it can feel extremely isolating as well. And I was kind of wondering like, what the heck is wrong with me? But since being out of college, I've talked to more girls and they also agreed that college was not the best four years of their life. So I would love to talk about that in the future. And if you're in college right now, a quick side note, it's okay if it's not the best year of your life. There's nothing wrong with you. And maybe your best four years of your life will be the season after graduation. Because I know for me personally, the past year and a half since graduating has hands down been the best years of my life. And I'm so grateful for that period of my life and what it taught me. And I really think it prepared me for this season of pure joy. So if you're in that season of you're kind of struggling, I just pray that you are gonna you're gonna make it through we're gonna make it that through it through this together and i pray that your next season is a lot happier and filled with joy anyway so i went to college <laughs> and then while i was in college i was obviously not really planning on doing modeling but i got scouted on a train in chicago with my dad and so i ended up signing to a modeling agency i think it was my sophomore year like maybe halfway through kind of just did it as a hobby for about a year and then I ended up getting a casting for Hollister and that was kind of my big job that catapulted me. So I then got signed with Ford Models in the US which is a pretty big modeling agency if you're familiar with the fashion industry and from there I had the opportunity to come over to Paris and I was then signed over here in Paris and I was also signed in Munich, Germany. So it was kind of crazy because it was one of those things that I never really thought I was going to do and I never put too much pressure on it until more recently and it really just took off on its own and I think that that was another great lesson for me. Things that are meant for you will literally find you and they will work out whether you put a lot of pressure on them or not and I think one reason that modeling did work out was because I never put too much pressure on it. I never forced anything. It happens so naturally and I'm so grateful for every opportunity that I got 
And I think it was because I just trusted that it was going to work out if it was meant to. And it did. And I've tried to apply that to different areas of my life. And I've noticed the things that I just kind of give up to universe or God or whatever you believe in, if you believe in anything, are the things that tend to work out. Not only do they work out, but your mental health is a much better when you're not trying to micromanage every last detail of your plan, which is much easier said than done. But I ended up modeling. I am modeling. I did do nursing once I graduated college for about eight months there. I worked in an emergency department and I loved it. It taught me a lot. However, it also taught me how hard it is to be a nurse and especially in the ER, how hard it is to see death and dying every day. It turned me into kind of a, a miserable person in some ways. I wasn't really happy with my life in terms of work not in terms of like my friendships and stuff i have been really blessed with friendships but i just was really struggling with work and wasn't really feeling like it was what i was meant to do wasn't really feeling like i was serving my community the best that i could so i quit nursing i quit this past august the end of august i quit and now i am doing social media and modeling full-time for the time being i think i'll go back to nursing at some point because I know that I can serve my community and I'm so blessed with a body and a brain that's capable of providing care to that level but I think I want a little minute to take on this venture and I think that I can still provide to my community in this way hopefully I'm helping people that need encouragement or just need a break from their own reality and I think that sometimes social media can provide that so that's kind of the vibe right now is just hanging out in Paris modeling I've been here for about three weeks and the culture here is so different. It's so laid back. I love it. You like really take your time with everything. Like you take your time with meals, you take your time with conversations, you take your time walking. Well, maybe not always walking, but they do walk everywhere. And everyone's just so focused on beauty and the finer things in life. And they're not on their phones as much. I've noticed when you look around here, you don't see people on their phones versus when you look around in the US, everyone is on their phone. That's so different. I never I did double major. I don't I have been absolutely chowing on the chocolate croissants though. I love getting groceries here. It's so random, but it's like you don't go you know when you go to Walmart or I don't know what's another big grocery store? Uh Trader Joe's, you typically always I typically get one of those metal carts and you fill it up. And I think that when I put so much pressure on going grocery shopping once a week, I end up getting food that I do not eat versus here because you have to carry everything. And maybe it's like this in New York. I don't know. I've never lived in New York. But when you go grocery shopping here, you really only get enough stuff for like maybe three days because that's really all you can carry in your arms. And I notice that I don't waste as much food because when I'm going to the grocery store, like I get one thing for dinner that I know I can eat for a few meals and then I'll get a few ingredients for the same lunch that I know I can eat for the next few days and then same with breakfast you get you get the idea my food doesn't go to waste and I love that because I, I really hate wasting food because so I know what a privilege it is to have food and then when I throw it away I'm like wow that was like you know that could have been someone's dream to eat that meal and you just dumped it out because you didn't plan well enough so I really am enjoying the grocery situation here there's also grocery stores literally everywhere there's this place called Fampri it's on every single street corner and that's kind of cool too that no matter where you're at you can go to a grocery store i don't know if it's like that in new york from my like visiting new york as a tourist 
I don't think it's like that. So it's kind of fun. I'm kind of, I think maybe it's the tourist in me. I kind of a foodie in that sense. I just love a nice meal. I love talking about food. I love cooking, even though I'm not good at it. I'm working on it. We don't have an oven here. So it's kind of hard because I'm more of a baker. I really just want to make a nice chocolate chip cookie right now. But I'm really enjoying France. I'm really enjoying Paris. I haven't really been to much else. I'm hoping to maybe go to Spain in the south of France before I leave because there's this airline called Ryanair, maybe is how you say it. The plane tickets are so dirt cheap, like $20 to go basically anywhere. Gonna go there. Hopefully the plane makes it. Enough about me though. I wanted to spend this episode in honor of being in Paris for modeling, talking about confidence. Because when I look back at who I was two years ago when I just started making TikToks, I was a totally different person on the inside. Externally, I look just about the same. And that is how I've realized that confidence has zero to do with what you look like and 100% to do with what you feel and what thoughts you're putting in your head. It's everything's internal with confidence. And that is really encouraging to hear if you're at a place of low confidence because you can change it today. There, it's nothing that's going to come to you two years from now when you know you feel like you've finally grown into yourself or once you get that plastic surgery that you've been thinking about or once you get your hair done or once a boy tells you that you are attractive today or maybe a girl like it's not something that's going to ever change unless you change and your thought patterns change and that is extremely encouraging and I wanted to read you the definition of confidence because I truly didn't really know what confidence was or how it was defined until I started trying to think about ideas for this podcast episode and I thought it was extremely interesting. When you type into Google confidence, it comes up as the feeling or belief that one can have faith in or rely on someone or something. And I thought that was so interesting because it has zero things to do with how cute you feel or how pretty you are like to me confidence somehow along the lines this external validation or an external appearance got mixed up with this internal belief system and i think that is where we are going wrong when we're teaching confidence or when we're learning about confidence we just get it mixed up somehow or at least i have gotten it mixed up somehow and i've realized that even in periods of my life where I've had the most external validation are periods in my life that I have felt the least confident. I look back to my like earlier modeling days when I was getting so much external validation. I was getting a million views on TikTok. Everyone's saying, you know, you're so pretty. I was getting signed with these big name modeling agencies. I was booking big campaigns for people like Dickies and Hollister and brands that people a lot of people know all because of the way that I looked but on the inside I was miserable I did not feel attractive I had a really hard time communicating with people because I was not confident in who I was and it had nothing to do with the way that I looked or something that I was lacking externally and everything to do with the belief system I was feeding myself and my day-to-day thoughts when you tell yourself I'm not pretty enough or I'm not skinny enough or I'm not smart enough 
when you start feeding yourself those things every day, your reality really does become that because you put off that energy. You know, if you tell yourself you're not pretty enough, well, then when you go out, you're going to have kind of off-putting, shy energy. Or if you tell yourself you're not smart enough, maybe the way that you talk is going to be different or maybe the way that you study on a daily basis is going to be different and the type of friends that you're attracting are going to be different. It is crazy how your belief system about yourself truly does then manifest itself into your reality. And that was definitely happening to me throughout college and maybe early graduation. So I wanted to talk a little bit about things that I'm doing or things that I started to do to kind of help me with that, to become a more confident version of who I am now. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I have days where I really struggle still, where I just don't feel very attractive and days that that then makes me less confident. Like I don't feel secure in myself as a person and I find myself trying to get those things externally then. But I think that the difference is when you do the work, you notice those habits about yourself coming back up. You know, I noticed the other day I was having a really low confident confidence day. And I noticed that my very first instinct was to try to get validation from either social media or a boy. And I realized that in my head and something switched where I was like, that's not going to fulfill us. So let's take a second here. Let's go ahead and just close the bedroom door and journal and figure out where's this lack of confidence coming from. And I realized it was coming from modeling and a sense of rejection. And that really triggered something in me. And I realized, you know, rejection is redirection. It's okay that I was rejected in that moment. And it's really going to catapult me to something that aligns better with who I am and my own goals. And that nothing is killing me, you know. In that moment, sometimes rejection truly feels like death in a way. Death of a dream or death of something that an idea or a routine you thought you were going to have that's no longer there. It feels very, very... I don't, I don't even know what the word is, but just like kind of makes you tense up a little bit. Even just talking about it makes me a little tense. And so I realized that's where it was coming from. I was able to journal it out and I left my day feeling more confident. And it's because of the habits that I continued to build. I was able to create a coping strategy. And so I think you just have to do the work sometimes and know it's not going to be perfect. There is a roller coaster. And I mean, when you look at me, you probably see someone that looks relatively confident. You see someone that's on social media and modeling and doing all these like relatively public appearances and it seems like I've got it all together but I still have days even with all the work that I've put in for my confidence I still have days where I'm like oh I do not like who I am. Sometimes I just have to give myself a little bit of grace with that because when I was growing up I was so unconfident that I couldn't even order my own meals at restaurants because my social anxiety which I think stemmed from a lot of confidence issues would be so bad that I literally could not even order like I really struggled with making romantic relationships because of my confidence I struggled making friends because of my confidence I struggled picking a career choice I struggled making decisions because I really did not know who I was and so when I look back at like that version of myself and the version I am now like wow I really have made so much progress and I think when I really kind of boil down my journey with confidence and the things that I had to do to become a more confident person there's really two paths and two different mindset shifts that helped me the most and when you're like going through trying to build your confidence 
it can get really overwhelming when I know at least on TikTok, I'll get down these rabbit holes and you hear so much advice that it almost gets overwhelming and you don't even do anything. Like you just end up scrolling, which then makes you more confident, it makes you less confident, more anxious, and it just ends up being counterproductive. So I wanted to stick with two pieces of advice that I think over the past year have helped me the most. And then maybe we can build on it in the future. But for now, I think that these are the two pieces that helped me. And I really hope that they help you. And give yourself time. It's not something that will completely change today, but it's something that can begin to shift today. And every day, a little shift will build up momentum. It's kind of like when we were little kids or, I mean, heck, even this past winter, I would do this. But building a snowman, like you just make one little circle with the snowball and it gets a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger until you have a full-blown snowman. Kind of a bad metaphor, but you just keep building this momentum and the confidence ball or the snowball gets bigger and bigger until it's like almost indestructible you know those big snowmen that you used to build or still do build that are like the last little chunk of snow to melt even when it's so sunny i guess if we really want to get going with this metaphor like all of the external factors that are going to come in at some point all the rejection all of the hard days all of I don't, I don't know, like external factors that are going to bring you down. All of those things that make it extremely hard to remain confident. It's like a really hot sunny day and your snowman might melt a little bit, but the more confident you get, you're still going to have snow left on a sunny day. Does that make sense? Am I like totally running with this without making any sense? You might have a hard day. It might melt your snowman a little bit, but the stronger and bigger you make that snowman, the more confidence you're going to have left over at the end of a hard day. So let's start rolling that thing out now. <laughs> um, and I think that the two things that help me the most is recognizing that confidence is built when you keep promises to yourself. And along with that and kind of building off of that is building routines. So let's start with the concept of keeping promises to yourself to build confidence. When you're making a friend, if that friend does not keep a promise to you if say they are like yeah let's get lunch today at three o'clock kind of a late lunch but you get the concept and they just don't show up or they cancel maybe if at best your confidence in that friendship is lowered a little bit or if your friend's like oh i promise i'm you know gonna text you later tonight or call you later tonight and you know you never hear from them your confidence is lowered even a little bit why is it sometimes we treat ourselves like that we tell ourselves oh i promise i'm gonna work out today and we never show up for ourselves or i promise i'm gonna work towards that new goal never show up or i promise i'm gonna work harder in school because i really deserve to get a 4.0 this semester nothing because what what are we doing maybe we're doing something like scrolling maybe we are hanging out people that aren't really helping us to grow Maybe we're in a toxic relationship. Maybe we're just doing these things that are lowering us and lowering our confidence within ourselves, which then kind of, it gets the snowball going in the opposite direction, if you get what I'm saying. So I have found that making promises to myself, but promises that I can tangibly keep, because this can kind of go both ways. And I think that if you struggle with some perfectionism tendencies, that it can definitely lean kind of the wrong way sometimes. I noticed when I was first trying this, I would be like 
tomorrow I'm gonna wake up at 6 a.m. Then I'm gonna go to a yoga class at 7. At 9 a.m. I'm gonna call my best friend. At 10 a.m. I'm gonna make this really elaborate brunch. At 12 o'clock I'm gonna go for a walk with my dog. And then I'm gonna work towards my goals from 1 to 3. I'm gonna sit outside from 3 to like I would just make this long list. And there wasn't a whole lot of room for grace in that list. So when we're making promises to ourselves, let's start small and maybe let's make like three promises a day. I think that that is what is attainable for me at this current point in my life. And I think maybe the longer that I'm doing this, the easier it will be to build on promises. And there are some days that you might make a promise spontaneously, but I think making three promises and keeping those three promises every single day it's just something that you know you're valuing yourself that day. You know you're doing this. So I'm just going to shoot off a few promises that you can maybe keep to yourself. And maybe you take some or maybe you make your own. But the one promise that I really think everyone should do, and I'm 1000% not the first person to talk about this concept, um, is making your bed. And there's a whole science behind making your bed and the way that it changes you like your brain and the way that your habits will form the rest of that day but just in terms of confidence I noticed that it's one very simple promise I can keep to myself so I promise myself I'm going to make my bed every day it takes you on a bad day probably a minute and a half unless you're one of those girls with like or guys with a lot of throw pillows it might take a little bit longer to organize those bad boys but relatively speaking to rearrange the duvet cover and fix up those sheets does not take a whole lot of time okay quick coffee break if you're still listening okay let's yeah let's think about that so doing something that does not take a lot of time maybe it's not even making your bed maybe it is i don't know something simple in the morning just one really simple thing you really cannot mess it up. Like your bed is going to look great. Not to mention, I notice I am more productive. So it kind of is uh, like two for one or here. I know that on days that I make my bed, I do so much more work and it builds confidence in myself. Something as silly as that. Another promise that I am very, I take very seriously is my alarm clock. I notice such a shift in myself and my confidence if I snooze my alarm clock. And it sounds silly, but the very last promise you made to yourself the night before was I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. And the very first promise that you can keep or break is if you wake up for that alarm clock. And I know sometimes it sucks and maybe we need to be less ambitious with the alarm clocks if we truly can't be waking up at 6. But the discipline to validate that promise in yourself or just build that trust in yourself that you will wake up when you said that you are going to no matter how tired you are no matter how cold it is outside of the sheets no matter if your significant other is laying next to you and they're still in bed you gotta get up and I noticed that my days are also more productive And I think sometimes in some weird ways, productivity um, also leads to more confidence, not just spending your day in bed scrolling. Like that's doing nothing for your confidence, at least mine. And maybe you do see a video and I I think there's something to say for that on days that 
you're scrolling and you see a video that really changes your perspective there's a few tiktok accounts that i'm like when i see their video it truly does make me more confident does make me a better person but for the most part i'm talking about like these long strenuous scrolling sessions that i have sometimes like three hours on tiktok i don't know if i'm the only one that does that but i can spend way too much time on tiktok so get out of bed get out of bed and then make that we just kept two promises in the first five minutes of our morning how great will you feel about yourself you're gonna feel so great and i think that's why so many people love waking up early and talk about how great it is to wake up early is because it builds that confidence and it has nothing to do with the time of day that you're waking up and everything to do with actually waking up and making your bed or actually creating this habit or routine which is what i want to talk about later so maybe two promises for this week are an alarm clock at an hour that makes sense for you we're still getting our eight hours of sleep because there's no point in building confidence if you're going to be sacrificing your health and your sleep i mean there is still a point but we need to be doing both at the same time so we're setting alarm clocks we are making our beds and then maybe pick one more thing that you've been wanting to work on that you can make a promise to yourself and this week let's not let's not get overwhelmed let's not add more stress to our plate on the topic of confidence you know, that sh- it needs to be something that makes sense for your schedule and something that can build organically and something that brings you joy to continue to build. So here are a few ideas that I, I do or have been doing or have done. One is, um, why did I just blank on all of them? <laughs> what is working out? I think this one's great. Personal favorite here. Um, hence the Walking Directions podcast. <laughs> so walk or do pilates or boxing and maybe this week while we work on this together we're going to be doing home workouts and maybe we're going to be doing 15 minute workouts maybe as we build up this snowman a little bit maybe we're going to be going to group workout class three days a week or maybe every day who knows it kind of depends on where you live geographically to be honest like when i'm in paris there's no reason that i can't go to a workout class every day but when i live back in the states i live in a very small town i have to drive 30 minutes to get anywhere where anyone's doing anything with their body other than farming and so it doesn't always make a lot of sense for me to do work at class every day because it's a full two-hour production just to get there and back and you get the idea anyway maybe it's a workout class maybe we're gonna start duolingo it's a really fun thing it does build confidence because you're not only building knowledge and a hobby you are also keeping a promise to yourself by spending 15 minutes on duolingo every day maybe we're gonna journal once a day and i think that the other big thing with promises to yourself is kind of creating this like measure instead of just saying i'm gonna journal every day let's say i'm gonna journal one page every day or i'm gonna work out for 15 minutes every day instead of just work out it builds a little bit more of a sense of accomplishment because like what does it really mean when you're saying you're gonna work out every day and then you kind of start selling yourself short or at least i do it's really easy to be lazy with it if i don't set a exact measurement then if I told myself I was going to work out today, I'll be walking down the block and back and be like, well, that was, you know, it was technically a workout, but in the back of my head, I know that was not what I meant when I set this intention. But if I said, set the intention of 15 minutes of exercise, even if I just walked 15 minutes, I know in my head with good, you know, no guilty conscious there, good conscious, no, I truly did do a workout for 15 minutes. Even if it wasn't the craziest workout, I, I did my goal and I accomplished it and I should be proud and my confidence is built. So we're setting a limit with these almost. Another thing that you could do is maybe if you like to read, say I'm going to read X amount of books in a month. Maybe it's one book. 
That's 12 books in a year. You can learn a lot from 12 books in a year, even if it's just Colleen Hoover. Speaking of fictional books, I think that I learn sometimes more from a fictional book than a nonfiction book. I read Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and what was that other book that I just read? I am so bad at remembering book names and movie names. I don't know why. Um, It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. Both of those books taught me so much and maybe I just read into things too much, but they both taught me more life lessons than I think any nonfiction book has ever taught me. So anyway, reading, maybe a book a month, maybe a book a week if you're a really quick reader or have time or would like to promise yourself time to do that kind of thing. Maybe we're going to be taking a cooking class once a week. Maybe we're going to be cooking a meal at home every single day. Maybe we're going to give ourselves a budget limit. Maybe we're going to schedule a friendly meeting every single Wednesday at 6 p.m. Maybe we are going to be working towards a goal like maybe social media or maybe you want to start up your own business or maybe you have some kind of creative project you're working on for two hours every week. Just small promises like that. Make a few of those. I think three is a good number for this week. And then you can build. Once you know, okay, I can really keep three promises to myself. Wow, your confidence is going to go up a level. You level up as a person. Now we can keep four promises to ourselves. And you can just think of things like that. Maybe your promise is like a a negative promise. Like, I won't do something. I won't text that ex. I won't eat food that I know makes me feel bad. Maybe you're lactose intolerant and you have just been chowing on the cheese. (laughs) Maybe your promise to yourself is not doing that. (laughs) I think you and your bowels might appreciate that. If you're lactose intolerant, that's my challenge to you. (laughs) Keep a promise to stay away from the cheese this week. And I'm sure it's so hard. But think about how good you could feel by Friday if you really stick to this promise. Um, If you are doing the workout promise, you're welcome to look at my YouTube. I have videos on there because I know that workout classes can be extremely expensive. And so I want to make sure that everyone has an accessible way to work out. Other great YouTube channels, if you're looking for places, are Sarah's Day, Melissa Wood Health, Yoga with Adrian. You can also literally YouTube any type of workout for free, including ballet classes. They're actually really fun if you have a chair and want to take a ballet bar class. I think the hammer has really just hit the nail on the head on this one. I think we're understanding what I'm trying to say. Keep a promise. Um, treat yourself like a friend. So if you would be disappointed in your friend not showing up for you, let's try to show up for ourselves like we do for our friends so often. Treat yourself the way that you would treat a significant other. I notice that I do this a lot with like my space or my hygiene. Like the other day, I wanted to do a face mask so bad. And I was thinking about it. If I was dating someone and they had really like kind of dry, flaky skin and chapped lips, like... I would care for them. I would put that face mask on them. I would tell them to get some some chapstick. Sometimes you have to think about yourself as like someone else for just long enough to kind of switch yourself back over. If that makes sense. Like you have to sometimes take yourself out of your body to really look back in and say, what do I truly need right now? Especially on days that you have some some lower energy. So we're making promises. In addition to making promises to ourselves, we're going to make routines and healthy routines. And that kind of goes with the promise concept in a little bit of a different way, in my opinion. So when you're first giving promises to yourself, it can be kind of a spontaneous act. 
like something silly like setting an alarm but eventually you keep enough of these promises and you do start to build a routine and these routines that you are able to do without a whole lot of thought unlike at the beginning when you have to be really really diligent about it and be like oh crap promise myself 15 minutes let's go work out once you do that enough times it becomes a routine and you don't think about it as much and it builds confidence because you realize how you've leveled up as a person without even putting as much thought into it and i think it just continues to then build that snowman so i think that there's a few things that you need to really consider when you are creating routines and maybe this even goes back to creating these promises to yourself think about who you want to be and what your values are in the life that you want to live five years from now and i think that that is what your promises and your routines need to reflect Because you're not going to wake up someday as this different person. And I think that the it girl trend that was going around TikTok kind of created this false toxic mindset almost that one day I will just become her. Like my mindset will suddenly shift or I'll suddenly live this different reality. It's not going to happen. You have to show up as your version of the it girl every single day through your routines to become that better version of yourself and live the life that you've truly always wanted. So building routines is really important and daily habits is how you do that and daily habits slowly become lifelong accomplishments. Really just think about who you are now and maybe there's some qualities of yourself in your life that you really like and want to keep around and maybe there's routines that then reflect that. Keep those, absolutely keep them. Maybe there are some people or some patterns that you continue to repeat that you know are not helping you get to that best version of yourself, that five-year it girl. Maybe there are some people that don't need as big of a spot in your life, and that's okay. And you can do it in a nice way. You can end friendships, relationships in a really nice way. It doesn't need to be something you feel bad about. Because maybe that person has, you know, some things that they need to grow on their own. Maybe you're kind of serving both of you in a a weird way. So think about that. Maybe you're drinking a lot and maybe that serves you. Maybe it doesn't. That's something that I've been thinking about a lot recently. I don't know if alcohol really serves my five-year plan in the way that I'm consuming it right now. Maybe you have really toxic mind patterns that you've noticed and maybe you need to be replacing some thoughts with different ones. So, and I think that's another thing I don't think I've touched on a lot is how much your thought patterns, which is a routine in a, in a way, an internal routine, how much that really changes, you know, your five-year outlook. If you're feeding in your head, I've got this, I'm doing this, you know, I am capable and the world is working for me everything is happening for a reason let's see how good this can get versus the mindset of no one likes me no one wants me here this is not working out i don't do a good job at what i'm trying to do you're gonna have a different reality in five years so let's let's swap out a few of these routines and i guess i'll just share what my daily routine looks like as of right now and maybe you can take some inspo and obviously we're not going to have the same five-year plan. I would hope not. I think everyone is very unique in that way. 
in five years i really want to be traveling i think with maybe a significant other or a best friend or just someone that i get to share experiences with i've done a lot of travel alone over the past two years and i think that i want to invite another person into that i'm hoping to work for myself still i love that i love getting to create my own schedule and getting to create my own business goals i would like to be modeling still i would like to model for a big brand i would love a big campaign i would love to be in times square i would love to walk a fashion week i would love to attend a fashion week show dressed by that designer i would like to be living somewhere like my home base somewhere warm by the ocean and i just want to surround myself with people and friends that make me feel genuine joy and inspire me and i yeah when i think about like the person i want to be in five years it's a lot of feelings and i think the main feeling i want is joy and peace so i try to build my routines around things that make me feel joy and peace so waking up early i notice that my mood is so much better when i wake up early and get those morning hours to myself i feel true joy in the morning time it's a little bit harder since being in paris with jet lag so i've been waking up around eight o'clock here 8 (laughs) a.m and in the states i try my best to wake up usually six is when i set my alarm but it kind of just depends on what time i go to bed that night what time i'll set my alarm for the morning because eight hours of sleep is a must for me like non-negotiable i'm a horrible person if i don't get eight hours and honestly depending on the cycle of my period which is another episode i would love to make because i think it's so interesting i try to get nine to ten so I think it's really important to listen to your body. There's different periods, especially if you're a female, that you need more rest than others, and that needs to be a priority. If you wake up at six and you are doing nothing, like if you physically cannot use your brain to think and do things that you love to do, even if you can't even like do yoga. Sorry, my phone's ringing in the back. I need to turn off that blinker. Um, it's not worth waking up early. So let's get our rest and have a more productive rest of our day, because otherwise we're just going to be tired dragging through the whole day so and i'm really bad about drinking coffee and i will just make it an excuse to have two venti iced coffees and then i'll be shaky at 4 p.m it just does not end well for me when i don't get eight hours of sleep we wake up uh the routine right off the bat is reading my bible and the power of now if you are looking for a good book to read a page or two a day pick up put down very simple the power of now has been one of the most transformative books when it comes to my mindset my positive mindset it talks a lot about mindfulness and how all the problems that you're creating in your head like not being enough is literally just a thought pattern and nothing more and you are not your thoughts if you can really take a step back right now take one big deep breath in i'll do it with you and think about your thoughts and realize that when you can take a step back and you're able to look down at your thoughts you know think about there's something in you that is thinking about your thoughts so you are not your thoughts if you can recognize that there are thoughts i think is it's kind of hard to explain and honestly i don't know how his i don't exactly know how to say his name but mr tove does an excellent job explaining it it is a book that i read two pages of and instantly feel more aligned and more driven towards accomplishing my dreams so I read a page to two pages of that every single day, kind of depending on like where the paragraphs break. And I also journal a page. And 
if I'm having a really hard day, I might journal three pages, but I found that one page is good for me. Start it by just mind dumping because sometimes I, especially recently, I've been having really weird dreams. I don't know what that's about, but I like wake up feeling not the best mood. So I've been just journaling a bunch and then I end that with some gratitude and some goals, dreams, manifestations, whatever you want to call them. Read my Bible, say my prayers and then I start by getting ready for the day something that I started doing a lot more in Paris as well but getting ready for the day makes me so much more confident and I realize I'm so much more likely to be friends with someone when I feel confident when I am smiling at people and going on my way to like even just say hi to cash registers it's a little bit harder in Paris too because I don't speak the language but I know in the states I do this where even making plans with friends, I'm more likely to make a plan or say yes to a plan when I'm already ready. For whatever reason, that barrier between not being ready and having a full outfit on like makes me less likely to go out and do things. And I know that I'm a lot happier of a person when I make plans and say hi to people. So trying to be better about doing that as well. And then I work on my social media stuff. And I've made a promise to myself to spend at least three hours every single day working on social media stuff if I have a day where I'm not doing modeling I spend more time on it if I have a day that I'm doing modeling then three hours is more than enough during the work week too let's clarify that during the work week um so that is another routine that I've been keeping and here I've also kept the routine of going on at least one walk a day and for the most part it's not even something that I have to think about going and doing because there's so much walking here really to do anything you're going on a walk I've been averaging six to ten miles a day and I've been eating really whatever I want the food here is actually insane it is so delicious and I'm definitely not going to miss out on that opportunity so I try to eat healthy and foods that make me feel fueled I'm not eating a fried meal every meal but um, the baked goods absolutely cannot pass up on those. I really still want to get a crepe. I haven't had an opportunity to do that. And I think it just sounds so nice. A Nutella crepe from Mum Art. I think that's how you say it. It's like in the 18th. Most beautiful, magical, like artistic place ever. I'm obsessed with it up there. So getting a crepe is on the to-do list. But walking not only puts me in a better mood, but it takes care of my body. And it proves to me every single day that I do not need a strenuous exercise routine to feel good and look good in my skin and a lot of the girls that I model with here have agreed that they don't need to do a strenuous exercise that walking around here is good enough to keep us aligned with our bodies and with our mind so that's been on my routine and then kind of my middle of the day is kind of at the it's jeopardy the right word jeopardy of um, my modeling agency and what I have going for that day and then by the time I get home for the night my routine is cooking myself a nice dinner unless I have an event and then I will be relaxing and then I hit full-blown nighttime routine when I make myself a cup of tea something about it when I make my cup of tea and when I drink it I immediately feel more relaxed my brain kind of starts to get the vibe that you know we're unwinding wash off all my makeup from the day make sure I brush and floss my teeth then when it's finally time to go to bed instead of looking at my phone I've been reading a fictional book for about 30 minutes before bed and I just notice I fall asleep a lot easier than scrolling and I go to bed a lot sooner because scrolling at nighttime you can scroll for 
hours and you have no idea. So I've been just reading right now, maybe someday is on my nightstand and I'm enjoying it a lot. Some nights I will literally fall asleep with my nightlight on, not nightlight, but my little lamp on. And it's just so much nicer for me to fall asleep that way. Oh, another routine that I forgot to talk about is Duolingo. And especially right now with what my career paths are, I'm not necessarily learning a lot. Um, Not that there aren't things I am learning. Like today for this podcast, I had to learn about an RSS. It's like how you get this podcast eventually on Spotify. Had to learn all about that today. That was interesting to me. And so I am learning, but... Duolingo makes me feel like I'm truly kind of mastering a craft in a way, which is something that I was doing a lot in college. When I was doing nursing, I was mastering the craft of that. I was learning about IVs and medications and how to hang certain tubing and certain meds that can and can't mix. Like there was a lot of a craft that I I was learning about and I love that. It gives me a lot of purpose. And I think that we really are meant to be lifelong learners. Something Emma Chamberlain said that stuck with me is if there is not a problem that you are solving, you will create a problem in your life. And that is so true for me. My brain is such a busy brain. If I am not working on something like social media, like modeling, like Duolingo, like reading a book, like I will dissect my personal relationships and become chaos for people around me because I just love solving problems. Maybe we should just be getting Sudoku puzzles. I probably will do that. But I think that it's really important to use your brain, challenge your brain. It is such a blessing to have a brain that works and have the ability to have Duolingo and learn a language. And it's something that, especially being here in Paris, I need to do. So been doing that. Go to bed. And that's basically my routines. It's nothing crazy. And I think, especially if you have a career like I do with modeling right now, you can't create something so rigid that it makes you miserable. As you kind of saw, I really just have like a morning, a mid-afternoon, and then an evening routine. And there's only two or three things that I do for each because I enjoy having the freedom to change it based on what I'm doing. Like maybe me and my friends are going to go out to dinner. Well, I still know that I'm going to come home and I'm still going to have my tea. I'm still going to read my book and I'm still going to do my Duolingo. So it's just creating routines that can work with your lifestyle. And at 24, my lifestyle is kind of all over the place. So my routine has to be pretty flexible. But I hope that you guys enjoyed this. I hope I wasn't just talking on and on about nothing exciting. Um, I'm going to work on making these episodes longer. I would love to bring on guests. If you guys have any like topic requests or if you guys want to chit chat more about anything that I talked about in this episode walking directions on Instagram please DM me say hi I'm gonna try to be posting on there more and otherwise I can't wait to see you guys next Tuesday this is gonna be such a fun thing I think Tuesday is a perfect day because Mondays you have the high of knowing you've got a new week you've got a new week to work on new goals Tuesday you start to slack a little bit I've noticed in myself It's like, oh, well, it is Tuesday. Wednesday, you've got the hump day motivation. Thursday and Friday, to me, are like basically the weekend. So I wanted to bridge you a gap on Tuesday to keep the momentum for Monday going into your week. If you're going on a walk, please be safe. Drink some water. If you are sitting at home, I hope you had fun sitting here with me. And I will talk to you guys all very, very soon.